You're listening to a SPIN podcast. We're interested in investigating the interconnections between secrecy, power, and ignorance that shape our world today. Hello, I'm Dr. Elspeth Van Buren. Welcome to this podcast on secrecy and ignorance. And I'm delighted to be here for our first In Conversation um, here today with Curtis Clark and Alice Nutley uh, to talk about their project, Masks of Dissent. Um, so I guess we'll get started by perhaps describing what this project entailed. Um, we'll have a picture on our website, but for those people listening, what was the Mask for Dissent project and what were your sort of ambitions and dreams for it? Ooh. <laughs> um, so the Mask for Descent was essentially a, what was it, A2? Yeah, like roughly A2, A2 size. Size sheet, um, like a DIY sort of paper mask that people could put together using three pins. So it had like perforated... Perforated, yeah, it was like a net of a mask. And it was perforated where it needed to be ripped out. Um, and there's instructions to the on the same bit of paper to the side telling you how to assemble it. And it would just be very quick, very simple, with a couple of split split pins. Um, and you're able to, yeah, put it on when you need it. So in protest was what we were mostly thinking. Yeah. And, and so had. was the inspiration for it. You Obviously, this was part of your course, is that right? Your, your design, mm -hmm. your yeah. graphic design course. Mm -hmm. So what was the brief for that particular assignment? They pretty much just gave us five words that we could pick from mm. individually. Um, like I think there was like community healthcare. Mm. It was um, very like social, political kind of it, course. They always encourage you to do. Yeah, something. and then one was dissent, and personally, I didn't know what the hell dissent meant. But I was like, cool. I quickly did a little Google and then kind of figured out mm. that it was something to do with yeah, it's just something quite interesting that we could look into. So initially, it was just five words like we were given like that was pretty much the brief and then um, yeah the task was to make an object relating to that word that yeah. was some well design because we, it's a graphic design course primarily yeah but we got told to make an object design it so it's quite a a foreign place yeah. for us to go down we just didn't really we didn't actually know each other at the time either um yeah i think we both picked uh descent and then we had to get into pairs and then we just started to kind of look at ideas around dissent. Um, I remember looking towards sort of like CCTV, we were mm. in our pair, and then I walked from where Arnold Feeney is up to like, I think I was just going home, which was like up Stokescroft, and I counted something like 200 and something CCTV cameras. And this wasn't really, was this, this cut across a landscape that was this sort of city centre of Bristol, but yeah. then more into sort of a suburban kind of area, and yeah. yet you counted that many yeah. seasons. Mm. And so that, so was that a big trigger? Yeah, so like we were sort of looking into sort of like surveillance state and that those kind of ideas, and um, I guess we started looking at sort of, like your rights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like how you can conceal and yourself. Identity and, and yeah, during a protest, what what your rights are is something we invented. We wanted to investigate a lot more. Um, we didn't have a lot of time for the project, so it wasn't like a big investigation. But, well, it was still it's a genius object, really, because mm -hmm. you you captured. Um, 
Well, you captured a visual language, first off, for people who haven't seen the object. Hopefully, go to the website to, to see the object. Um, you, you captured a visual language of secrecy in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm, I'm more interested first to sort of think about how you made that step from thinking about dissent to thinking about dissent as a kind of secrecy practice. Because that's... That's kind of an interesting move. Some people think that, you know, the biggest thing you can do to dissent is to raise your voice or mm. get very sort of loud and very visible. Mm. But but there's an interesting alternative way of dissenting yeah. and a mm. long history of that, which is mm. to be yeah. more anonymous or invisible. Yeah. I think we, we started to look, I remember looking into, um, especially coming back to the whole CCTV thing, um, what was that prison that, like... Yeah. What was the name of it? The walls were on the outside. Yeah. Is we it, spoke about this We before. did. Is it? Is it the Panopticon? Yeah, yeah, the Panopticon. And, like, that whole idea about... Also, like, the psychological thing about people mm. being able to see you, but you're, you're not being able to see them. And mm-hmm. it was kind of, in a way, like, how people can then, I guess, reclaim back their power if they're getting looked at all the time, mm. sort of thing. And, like... Yeah, sort of like masks being, yeah, because we started looking at veils and stuff like that and looking up, um, yeah, all sorts of visual references from like wedding veils to mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And there's the anonymous movement as well. Yeah, anonymous famously, movement. Yeah. Um, like the V for Vendetta mask, like is kind of like a thing of like covering up your mm-hmm. your face and stuff as a form of dissent. So. Yeah, but beyond that, so the the mask itself is it's made out of a kind of a black card, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what other there were other elements that were that made up that mask. So in addition to it being a black mask, mm-hmm. that you were, like tell me describe for us a little bit more a few more of the elements. I think the main thing is is that it could be sort of reproduced or dispersed, you know, where it's needed. So there's a protest anywhere around the world. It can be sent there in stacks because it's, you know, easily packaged. You can rip out the mask. It's ease of access and cheap to produce. It's not something, you know, it's hard to get. I would just, yeah, that was the main area of it. And we were inspired a lot by a particular exhibition. It was about a year before our course. Called disobedient objects at the VNA. I think it's still one of my favourite yeah, exhibitions. Yeah, one of my favourites. And it was very sort of ad hoc, uh, quite playful um, sort of experiments yeah, by very people at Descent. Yeah, as well. I think that's another thing we were kind of thinking about, especially with the whole put together yourself. It's kind of like a yeah, especially like as you said, ease of access. Like mm. you can send this to somewhere it's got all the instructions had little infographics on how you could put it together like three pins like it's cheap mm. it's and with a matter of seconds you'd have something to conceal your face yeah hopefully it would fit all but yeah, yeah we did a few experiments and yeah yeah now, when we uh, when we talked about this um, before, Curtis, y- mm. you described for me some of the different iterations you went through in the design process as an interesting element of the story. I think, like, what wh- what was the first set of ideas that perhaps you had to discard versus what ultimately emerged? Did you? Mm. So you looked at wedding veils, or you did a background <laughs> yeah, research on veils? Yeah, looked at all that stuff. Fencing masks. Yeah, we looked <laughs> something at similar to that. Yeah, masks, we just had yeah. something you just put on your face with a load of holes in. But yeah. 
Um, Actually, that reminds me of another interesting element of that mask mm. because it's not a traditional mask in the sense of um, having sort of slits for the eyes. Mm-hmm. So what do you have instead for the for the eyes? Yeah. So I guess yeah, there was definitely part of like the actual look of it that also sort of demonstrated secrecy and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think the fact that we had the information engraved as well on like black card and it was kind of difficult to see it kind of like added to the mm-hmm. the thing about it being this yeah. mask for it's like a series of holes so yeah when you put it close to your face you can see through it yeah. just fine but yeah people looking through it was more difficult yeah uh, we chose a series of Morse code I can't remember what was in it it was um, descent is not a crime yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it's yeah, so, so like go the, alongside it the visor of the yeah it was like laser cut like little circles and yeah it read descent is not a crime and I guess that kind of speaks to the whole mm. secrecy thing as well of it kind of being like language and communication and all these things so yeah that was just kind of like a playful sort of inside joke we <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but, that, but that speaks again to another way in which i think this object is very interesting for secrecy reasons in that okay not only are you using a code in that visual sort of mm-hmm. aspect of the mask but you have an inside joke right mm-hmm. you have an inside joke for people who don't read morse code or for people who might not even be looking for morse code mm-hmm. that is an interesting element i thought of the of the mask and its design but then on top of it again a part of your diy diy um, approach was you've got um instructions haven't you mm-hmm. you've yeah. got something or you've got something written on the inside what what's written on the inside of the mask um that was your rights as a protester wasn't it mm. yeah yeah so... we did a bit of research yeah on well i think it applied to sort of this part of the world but uh yeah a bit of information on the inside contact numbers we might have included yeah i don't know i think we got in contact with some I mean, we got in contact with, like, one sort of protest group. Mm. Did they ignore us? I'm not sure. But, like, about how we could sort of, um, don't know, like, after the project had ended, like, where this could go and stuff. But, um, yeah, when we was kind of doing our research, there was this sort of ongoing thing about protesters not knowing their rights and when they get stopped and Mm. all this stuff. Um, so yeah, as part of the mask, like as part of this like object, it's mm. kind of how people can just have their rights sort of. Ri- it was like written on the inside of the mask, so they can kind of just like know mm. if they ever get stopped and stuff. Yeah, because a protest is something that happens probably quite quickly, and it's a last minute decision to go in or mm. you know be part of it. Also, to have some information or or something you can use. It would be, yeah, good for the masses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. And so have you thought about what you would do with the object a bit more? Obviously, this project has finished. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about what you would do if you, if, you were, if you had a bit more resources or if you had more time uh, on this project or if there's something else that you think you might explore that might potentially be secrecy-related? Mm. Were you in, was that topic it was, um, thought-provoking it, enough? It was exciting, I think, imagining... It being used, so it's like it's quite a nice area to explore. We talked a little bit about them being customizable, so depending on where it is, you know, it could be a quick design job on local information, depending on where the protest is. Yeah. Uh, different colours, you know, different things on the Morse code, it could say something different. You know, the message that someone wants in a protest. Uh, yeah. So I guess there's quite a lot of elements of the mask that could be, like, quite 
like easily changed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we're talking about like a website, maybe where people could like download the thing, but yeah, print then, off somewhere local. Yeah. Even. But then we were kind of thinking it is still quite complicated in terms of like people printing out themselves mm. on an A2 sheet and, and, and the perforations and stuff. the perforations with that stuff. Mm. So. But like distribution would still be like really, really easy. So, well, it's a yeah. lovely design. It really is. Well, I thought it was. I was very taken with it um, uh, for lots of different reasons, all the different layers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and are you hoping, both of you, just personally to stay in design practices? Um, it's something that you've got going at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Curtis is, he's going on to a course. Masters. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going on to do a master's. Um, but yeah, I think that this was like my favorite project, like for uni. Um, and yeah, it came from a place of like, just like research, working with someone really, like who like is as passionate about it and just sort of, it became a bit of our own conversation and kind of like outside of the whole course, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I feel like we did no for uni like you do like your projects and stuff but like yeah i think my heart was definitely in this one so mm-hmm. i'd like to do more sort of like secrecy stuff because i find it quite cool cool don't know what it would be there okay <laughs> it's a secret it's a secret <laughs> super okay so i guess that's where we'll um, look close um so thank you both so much for coming in to talk about your secrecy mask your mask for descent mm, thank um, you yeah thank and you. i look forward to um keeping up to date with your latest projects as they evolve cool cool sure. thank you lovely thank, thank you, thank you. You've been listening to a SPIN podcast. For more episodes, please check out our website, secrecyresearch.com, or find us on iTunes.